yo, yo. Steel Mighty Song Blaze here, representing Brotherhood 603, Celestial Beans. And when I'm in the mood to educate and celebrate, I tune in to my dudes, cheese, and Sir Love Day. I crush a lot of podcasts. Tune in or get slapped, and they hope. Peace. Crush a lot of podcasts. You know we crush a lot. Welcome back, Crush a Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese, and as always, the you physically, know, Sir, Lovely is in here. Sir Lovely, the physically welded Dow, the Black Love, Black Magic, yeah. is in the house. Sir Loveday, how are you? I'm feeling great, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing real, real, real well. I'm trying to enjoy this uh, midwinter recess as much as yeah. I can, even though it feels like spring out there. Um, thank you, thank you for everyone who's been checking out the Pay Homage series. We kicked it off talking about the master Rakim, followed it up with yes. the Queen Sade, with the wonderful Queen. Kalina. Thank you for being on the show. And now mm-hmm. we're doing arguably the GOAT, at least at one <laughs> point in time, at one point in time, the GOAT, LL Cool mm-hmm. J. Uh, and then next yeah. week we'll follow it up with Karis one to wrap it all up. Where do we start with LL? What, what do you got, Sir Love Day? Well, I can tell you for one, when you talk about LL, you are talking about the genesis of hip-hop's explosion into the mainstream. Uh, You are talking about hip-hop in its infancy as an industry, and the man who was the solo artist of record, the guy who helped plummet uh, all other hopes for rock and submit hip-hop as the primary culture, the guy who was pushed away was LL Cool J. He was that guy. It was MTV Age, and it was him, and Run DMC, and of course uh, the Beasties, and they were pretty much the face of hip hop. And he was the solo act monster. Uh, he fought his way up. He battled his way up. There's no questioning his pedigree, uh, but people started to question certain things about his career choices later down the line. But we're gonna focus on the things that made him great. Uh, because there's no question that he is definitely one of the greats and uh, a pillar of hip-hop and super important to the history of the culture and especially of the business. Yeah, LL Cool J, you know, debuted in around the mid-80s, maybe around 84, um, mm-hmm. when when he came in with radio. And this is all yeah. Def Jam. Um, and this is when Def yep. Jam was really had a, a vice grip on the hip-hop, everything hip-hop. But LL was a different type of MC. You're talking about you had Rakim, KRS-One, Kooji Rap, Big Daddy Kane. These these are MCs who are ahead of their time, who right. are known as wordsmith, lyricist, storyteller. And here right. is this young, cocky <laughs> young man who is more about... He has lyrical content. I'm not going to put that dismissive, but he has so much flair and so much charm and so much charisma that carried yep. him throughout his early career, it, it really catapulted him to uh, being a mega superstar, not only in hip-hop, but in music because of how captivating he was. And he also yeah. really understood, and I'm not sure how much of it was him versus the label, but I say a lot was him. He really understood how to capture the bigger audience. It just wasn't... Mm. I'm appealing to 
males in my demographic. He was really mm-hmm. out there trying to bring in the female listeners and understood that they also pay for concerts and t-shirts and tickets yeah. and tapes and CDs. Yeah. And he was the precursor to what you have with Drake and what you have with he's, a lot of these pretty boy rappers, which is nothing wrong, but he was like the first legit sex symbol in hip hop. Yeah. He's without a doubt the precursor to all solo hip hop stars that we come to know and love and declare as the, the top guys. When we talk about the prototype a rapper should have, when we talk about what an album should have altogether. We're basically talking about doing what LL did. We want you to, to be street, be tough. We want you to still be respectable, but you also have to have some sort of rapport with women. You got to have a song on a record for the ladies. You got to have a club song. You got to have something that makes people dance and get up and party. Something that we could blast in our cars and something just for the real super hip hop heads who want to really hear lyrics and hear somebody just go in. That's what LL has been doing and delivering on his albums for some years. Uh, even that formula even down to his even down to his image the way he presents himself uh the he really tried to be a trendsetter the kango the gold chains the rolling up Mm -hmm. of the one leg of your pants these are iconic ll trendy things the licking of the lips man i know these girls (laughs) love my lips i'm gonna lick (laughs) them You know, so he was very aware of what drew people to him. But just let's go down the catalog, though. You, you started off in 85 with Radio, one of the best right. intro hip-hop albums of all time. Great. Um, great album. Iconic in so many ways, so many hits. Then you go to mm-hmm. Bigger and Deffer in uh, about two years later, about 87. Yep. Another great. solid pickup, No Sophomore Slump. Picked up right where he left mm-hmm. off. More Polished. Def Jam's bigger. Yep. You have that push. Yeah. The promotional machine is yeah. is figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Walking with the Panther. You take a big chance there. Yes. Uh, more get stressful. more political, more mm-hmm. social conscious, and get and he, the he's getting more grittier. Right. He's, yeah. he's at this point. He's he's hitting the weights. He's <laughs> he's he's aware of his uh his presentation more. He's not a little kid no more. He's not like an early teenager. He's at this point right. in his mid twenties, trying to yeah. hang with the big dogs like KRS One, Rakim, who are, who are now established as as the gatekeepers of this right. thing, and he's trying he's to be ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you followed it up with arguably his best album, arguably because we're not mm-hmm. here listing albums, so this is just Cheese's opinion. Mama said, "Knock mm-hmm. you out." Mm-hmm. At no this point, one. you'd be happy to have four albums like that. At this point, you'd yep. be happy to have, in your career. I can't list too many hip hop artists. We're gonna have, someone have the stats on this. Hit us up on Twitter or something. How many? Right. How many hip hop artists have four solid albums back to back? Yeah. yeah. Debut, second, your sophomore, your third, and your fourth. LL has it. Yeah. Radio bigger. Bigger and Deffer, Walking with the Panther, Mama Say Knock You Out. And he's not mm-hmm. done. Music changed nope. in 1990. Music changed to more hardcore. You, this is right before Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, Nas, yeah. Biggie, when the East Coast had the stranglehold on music. LL was, yep. was had to make a decision at this point because that golden 80s era is, is has evaporated. At this right. point, people are ready for the new thing. Lyricism has really evolved. And what did he do? 14 shots to the dome. Yep. 
arguably yep. one of his most grittiest albums. I had to come back and get a little bit harder. He he had to keep up, but he's mm-hmm. he's not done. So now we're talking about five solid to yep. good to excellent albums, back mm-hmm. to back. But he's yeah. not done. Because probably mm-hmm. his most successful album to date, mm-hmm. Mr. Smith, released Mr. in 1995. Smith. At this point, Big Pun is out, DMX is out, Meth is established, yep. Red Man's established. Tribe. Tribe. Everybody's Who? out there. Everybody else there. He's the Biggie's OG. Up. He's the OG. By this point, Rakim is not hitting the numbers. KRS-One yep. just is, is doing good, but he's not in yep. the upper just echelon in terms it. of the mainstream consciousness. Mm-hmm. No Big Daddy Kane. No Kumo no D. Kane. No, no. They're, that, that, they're seen as older Gs. But LL, mm-hmm. at that point, figured yeah. it out and was still revered. Yeah, he was like, all right, I'm going to reinvent myself. What's, where are we going right now? What's, what's going on hip-hop right now? All right, I got you. I can still do this. He's in, he's in shape. Licking them yep. lips with extra moisture. <laughs> he got the look on, and he had some massive radio singles at that point. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little longer. Then he followed that up about two years later. This is right when hardcore MCs, hardcore music started to dip a little bit. About 1997, 1998, where more yep. of the flashy bad boy type music was taken over, and he released Phenomenon, which kind of parodies what was going on at that time. To probably, I would say, it was decent, lukewarm. There were some hits in that album, though. But in yeah, terms of, like, from beginning to end, it was, it was subpar. Um, and it was one of his lower efforts. And from after that, it gets a little questionable. <laughs> um, yep. You get the GOAT album. Not much to talk Couldn't about there. More than once. You got the 10 album. Dropped around 2002. Not much to talk about there. You got uh, the definition. That's kind of like the greatest kind of hits kind of stuff. 2004. Mm. That's probably a good time to drop it. Uh, get people more interested. Then you got the Todd Smith. Try to reinvent right. yourself. Not much to talk about there. <laughs> exit 13. Should have exited mm-hmm. a few years ago right. before that. And right. 2013 brought Authentic. Um, which um, was a, a, a decent album, but it was a novelty, le- legacy kind of music. It was... Mm. People weren't interested in LL about music at that point. At this point, he's an actor. He's in movies. He transitioned to his new career. And, um, you know, he's been doing... And that's kind of like the model for, like, hip-hop, right? You do right. do music and you get into acting. But the person yeah, who laid the path of that is... is is LL yeah, Cool J. LL is one of those guys. Uh, him and Ice-T were pretty much the guys who very quickly moved from music to acting without uh, any real delay. Uh, he still had albums out and was, you know, on In the House <laughs> and, and had a, a regular airing sitcom. <laughs> no one was doing that. Uh, and even Ice-T wasn't doing sitcoms. Uh, he was getting his movie roles here and there, but that was about it. And LL was one of those guys who was leading that pathway. And yeah. it's still And acting. it's still relevant now. Acting, hosting, really make a... Still he had, no one holds a microphone with bigger knuckles <laughs> than LL Cool J and Mario Lopez. <laughs> they got the biggest <laughs> knuckle games in, in the in the biz right now. Um, they got it. They got it unlocked. But we're here to celebrate LL Cool J for, you know, for really paving the way for how you... 
how you do music and how you mainstream and you know we don't we're not always big on mainstream but if you're gonna do it man LL did it really well without compromising his style and who he is yeah. it still felt authentic it didn't feel like he was pushing a phony something on us it was legit um and that's why we're gonna honor and pay homage to him if it's the first time checking out the show thank you for checking out the show make sure you subscribe apple podcast app itunes soundcloud stitcher radio google play and for all you people stealing our signal and putting it on your own sites i see you i run the searches and i see i'm like i didn't put that up there but we appreciate that you felt the need to steal our signal and put it out there. Mm-hmm. We still appreciate y'all, but you could just, you know, you could ask for permission. We will say yes. Um, all good. Yeah, all good. If you want to be on the show, crush our podcast at gmail.com. We will be having guests on for our next series, uh, uh, women in hip hop series coming out in uh, March. Um, as we yeah. examine the, the, the contribution of our wonderful females in the game. We'll talk about that more in the next episode. And if you're an MC or producer, want to get your work out there, hit us up, crush a lot podcast, gmail.com. We are working on our compilation uh, stuff mm-hmm. now, and we have a room for a few more things, but put it out there because that budget's running quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get right into it. Top five LL Cool J as we celebrate and educate um, one of the greatest of all time, the GOAT, Sir Love Day. Do you have any honorable mentions before we get into our list? Uh, my biggest honorable mention uh, for this is um, a very heavy song on my mind. It was one of the first ones that came to mind, but I immediately had to eliminate it from the list um, because one, what made the song stick out and what cemented the song in history isn't as much how good of a song it is, but more of the controversy that came out of it. Um, Because it was a great song on its own. If it didn't have controversy, it still would have been amazing. But it was missing some things. Um, And that song, of course, is 4321. 4321 off the Phenomenon album. Yeah, so a big record. uh, Very important, but again, it was the controversy of uh, Cannabis and LL uh, over that record that became what uh, that record is now synonymous with. Um, but that's that's my big uh, honorable mention. It's a great, great record. Let's, let's go into it for those who are, for the uninitiated, for right, all right, people who right. don't know LL and one of the greatest hip-hop beefs of right. all time stemmed from here. And 4321 has Method Man at the height of his popularity red man at the top of popularity meth man and red man together the duo at the at the at your peak curiosity with mm-hmm. the amate at that time dmx when he's healthy yep Understand. one of my favorite verses from dmx ever mm-hmm. cannabis coming up and then you got the yep. closer with ll really talking about yep. why he's the best and how he's sunning you right he's gonna sun so- you for those who don't know, basically this, as it came together, uh, what ended up happening was Cannabis, the young up-and-coming cat, uh, was thrown on the record. And, you know, this is how you normally do these sort of crew records. You usually try and get somebody who's who's young and up-and-coming where you just get all established guys, whatever. But here's Cannabis, who's been making the rounds, destroying things. Just every mixtape, he's got some incredible verse. He's got some incredible song where he's just tearing things apart, just a lyrical feast every time 
And, you know, he's trying to show his thing. He's here with the legends and he's trying to do his thing. And he happens to have this line in there uh, in his original verse uh, where he says to LL Cool J, who's on a record. And this is a part of the verse because he does, he is doing this. It's, got, it's part of following a flow of the verse where he's mentioning each cat who's on the record and talking to, to them about something. Um, and he gets to LL and he goes, L, uh, the Cool J, nice tat, let me borrow that. Uh, referring to the microphone tattoo with a crown on it uh, that LL has on his right arm. Uh, and I don't know how or what the situation was, the, the circumstances behind uh, LL getting offended or having a problem with that particular line, but he had a problem with it. And he went and got upset and went and wrote this scathing verse, uh, the verse that made it to the song. Uh, that was pretty much all about cannabis. Uh, my young son's fantasize of borrowing flows uh, and all that sort of stuff is all directed towards cannabis. And he went to cannabis and was like, listen, for the record, uh, that line there, I don't really like it. Can you switch that up? Uh, my verse is, yeah, it sounds like I'm taking shots at you because I, I was. I didn't like that line. Switch that line up and it will be smooth. And cannabis went and changed the line, did a whole new verse. Um, removed all of the references to anybody else and LL was like cool thank you I'm not changing my verse though but still alright and so after Cannabis went and changed it LL decided mm, cool I'm glad you changed it but like I said I was going to change it not so much I'm going to keep my verse as it is it doesn't matter no one's going to notice no one will know who I'm talking about so don't feel bad because you know I'm gonna, like changing it OG yeah. move Exactly. You know, he's the big dog. This is a new rookie. Hey, I'm going to flex my a little bit. I don't got to change nothing. For so he doesn't. And as soon as the record drops, everyone's like, um, LL's clearly talking about someone specific. Who is he talking to, guys? And some the source was all over it. Started talking. Yeah, it was everywhere. And soon we found out exactly what happened. And it became a, a big issue. Cannabis had to explain himself. LL had to uh, continue to try and move like nothing happened. And then Cannabis is like, nope, I'm going to speak up and say something. And thus began a massive beef across uh, spanning actually three different artists, uh, not just LL. <laughs> and well, it's, I guess technically a bunch of them, a bunch of other artists got involved too, but spanning multiple artists, a bunch of songs and crossing a couple of years uh, to get that thing done that ultimately ended in Cannabis' uh, rap career never really going anywhere. Um, and Disappointingly. LL, yeah, and uh, that also essentially was the last time LL was a part of the major hip-hop conversation from a music standpoint. Yeah, Cannabis um, followed up with Second Round Knockout as his diss yeah. track. Which, and it was one of the greatest, strongest, purest, powerful diss tracks that we've ever heard. Yeah, was it? Uh, it was produced by Wyclef too, right? It was produced by Wyclef, which is how Wyclef got dragged into it. Because <laughs> well, Wyclef career, was like, "Yep, I'm dope, man." His career, his career was fine though. <laughs> um, yeah, he was fine. <laughs> so that's a quick synopsis of uh, of you know LL Cool, cool J. J. But you know those first five albums, potentially even six with Mr. Smith. Mm -hmm. I mean, can, can you tell me six straight albums that have that kind of impact and weight to it? Because Mr. Smith was pretty good. Um, 
even though it had a lot of track master tracks in it. But let's go. go. Uh, I know that's one of your honorable mentions, but 4321, that's definitely one of mine. But LL yeah. has some of the, for me, I don't know if it's on your list or, you know, um, mm-hmm. we'd be remiss if we can't talk talk about the other great posse cut because 4321 is a great posse cut. Absolutely. But the main posse cut and probably one of the best posse cuts of all time besides probably the scenario remix um, Tropical mm-hmm. Quest is is Huchacha remix. Huchacha mm-hmm. remix was amazing. Um, Foxy, oh. Keith Murray, I shot you. Because who yeah. shot you was Biggie. Um, Biggie yeah. Is it I shot you? Man, I think yeah. Have, oh I yeah. Oh yeah. I shot you. Um, that's uh, Keith Murray, Foxy, Prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. LL. Who am I missing? Can't, no, not cannabis. Oh. Uh, was it Fat Joe on there? Fat Joe. Um, man, I, so many iconic verses there. LL's verse is iconic. Prodigy's verse is mm-hmm. iconic. You can argue that's probably his best verse, period. Illuminati got my soul, <laughs> mind, and my... That's from there. Yeah. Um, so, man. And you have a Foxy. Ladies, grab your tetas. Like, like yeah. it's back and forth with a very sinister simple track master track i don't like track masters but this is this one a really good track master beat so yeah, yeah those are like my uh, it, ll has two great posse cuts and they probably go in the top 10 posse cuts of all time yeah. you know so let's go right into uh number five ll cool j the goat yes as we celebrate and educate pay homage series sir love day what you got number five uh, number five, again, like we were talking about, for me, my top five list this time around, I just had to go with what it was that I think LL, LL represents as far as being an all-around full-package MC when we kind of look for him. I'm starting off with one of my favorite jams of his. It's that nice late 80s, early 90s beat. It's the demonstration that uh, we always want to have for every artist is that, that dance record or that club record or that get them hype record. Jingling Baby. Uh, For those who don't, this is the first record off of. I remember which album it was. This is the very first track on whatever album it was. Walk with the Panther. Album cover. Walk with the Panther. Walk with the Panther. This is this is the very first track. You turn, you put this on. This is the very first thing you hear, Um, and it's incredible. Uh, Super dope. I enjoy it. It's uh, it's that great demonstration of. I'm, I'm still tough. I'm still cool. But it doesn't mean I can't give you the opportunity to groove. It doesn't mean I can't make you have fun, make you dance a little bit. And that sort of have fun mentality, I feel like, is, is one of those things that gets mixed up in hip-hop and gets lost often. Because people are so trying so hard to be nice and trying so hard to be hard. And they want to be killers and taken seriously. <laughs> and it's... It's art, man. You're a musician. You're playing and having fun. So have a little fun with it. Uh, and that's precisely what he does in Jingling Baby. It's fun. It's light. It's difficult to try and sit still doing it. It's one of my favorite records. It makes my top five. Yeah, and it fits very well with what sonically what was going on around that time in 89. I'll go right yeah. into my number five um, off the Mama Said Knock You Out album, arguably his best album. Um, is Murdergram and Murdergram is not one of his radio single type songs it's not one of the more well known songs um, but for me it's it has everything you just said it's 
uh, it wasn't him trying to be fun as much as he trying to rhyme quick over this very quick and dance right. and and I wouldn't say funky but definitely bass heavy Marley mm-hmm. Mar B where it was about really rapping at a high speed and right. he's really talking about just killing MCs not killing them killing them but lyrically killing them but I'm gonna kill you right. with precision and speed and finesse and you wouldn't you don't even know what hit you and Marley Mar set the the beat so great bass heavy um drum drums are kicking the drums are real really impactful that's something that I'm really missing in and music these days is the drums. The drums got a kick, man. And when I was yeah. going back to listen to the catalog, and it just, it just, it just reawakened my senses. Like these, how hard the the beat was. But LL really came in, trying to lyrically murder everyone. And man, he he really did. To, to his cadence, his speed, his his delivery, his his street slang was on point. Still wrapped mm-hmm. up with charisma. And accessibility, which was crazy. He was talking about like murdering you, but it was still accessible. <laughs> Those two things should not be synonymous. <laughs> it should be disturbed, but, but not LL <laughs> because we LL presents himself as this wholesome guy that is still mm-hmm. dripped in bravado, mm-hmm. you know. But he charms the shit out of you, and this is a showcase of that. So for me, my number five. It says it right there, Murdergram. Um my top five. In my my number five, LL Cool J. What you got number four? Fair enough. Uh my number four is definitely one of my favorite uh L, L songs. And it's so darn smooth. Uh featuring one of the great uh Michael Jackson uh Jackson samples. It's uh the sample of the lady in my life and he pulls in boys to men and he makes hey lover uh brilliant brilliant record real smooth another demonstration of the, the sort of complexity of the character that ll had developed for himself where just an album before he's punching you in your face and even just a few tracks before he's punching you in the face again <laughs> but here he decides nope i want you to know that ever since I need love, I've understood how important it is that I have a little bit of that semi-sensitive side, a little bit of that uh, interest in women's side uh, present on every album. Uh, and it's a great demonstration of just doing that, but still a great MC. This is one of the things I liked about it. When you really listen to the rhymes and you look at the lyrics, he's not relaxing. He's not phoning it in it's still really well put together um it's still super powerful uh structures and phrases i mean the very beginning of that, of that song the it was hauling at the rucker so you which man smiling oh a coach bag in your hand storytelling like, just great storytelling stuff. imagery imagery putting really painting really you putting you there really well right really well painting that picture so that you can really see exactly what he has going on exactly what he's trying to get you to see and understand puts you in that place, puts you in that universe, which is exactly what he's been doing his whole career. Uh, and he, he demonstrates to you that as a rapper, although he's intimidating, he still has some some space and some love for the ladies. And he will clearly, or at least according to this song, 
But take your girl. He doesn't well, care who she's he's with. He's the original Mr. Steal Your Girl. Because he's yeah. definitely rapping about someone else's girl and he's not giving a All shit. Right. As soon as he's messed up, I'm going to be there to clean yep, it I'm up. On it. And it's, it. it's, it's, he's not going to blow you away with like speed or finesse. This is storytelling, slow paced. Mm-hmm. He's macking it to a girl. He's painting it. And you know what? Which guy did, can't relate to that song? Absolutely. Which and and a lot of females grab to that really jive to that song, because he mm-hmm. got the hottest, arguably the greatest R and B boy group ever, Boys to Men, yeah. who don't do a lot of features at that time. Yeah, yeah. On, on a on a L, L track, man, that mm-hmm. that was that was that was great, great, great marketing great collaboration that's how you should do it like this is yep. why that mr smith album could be his greatest album and, and why it's the most successful at least commercially because he had mm-hmm. songs like that that related to the bigger audience once again pushing it not compromising but understanding right. that there's different type of listeners in hip-hop and that's what he did very well that's a great choice um mm. hey lover that's produced by Trackmasters, i believe i'm pretty sure um, track mm-hmm. was all over that album. I'm gonna go to mine number four. Same with the kind of same theme of right. him macking it to a female, but this one's a little more vivid, a little more graphic okay. for all you Brazer okay. fans out there, for all you Red Tube fans out there. This is Backseat. Right. Mm. I love Backseat. Uh, I, I want to say it's off. Ooh, man, I don't even know which one. I think I'm. Uh... I don't even know what albums I, I want to say my radio. Yeah, I, I think it's a radio. Um, Backseat about you? No, 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 no. Um, four, 14 to the Dome. 14 to the okay, Dome, okay. the fourth album. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 14 to the Dome, the fourth album. Yeah, we don't write nothing down and we don't do research. We just know the stuff <laughs> off our head. Um, mm-hmm. So Backseat is, is, is just a sex song. Let's be honest about it. It's a sex song. I want to penetrate you. Yep. Often. Deeply. I want to make you quiver. Well, I want to do it in the backseat of my Jeep. Because quite frankly, that's what the budget allows for. (laughs) And he's clever about it. He's, you know, he's graphic about it. And I appreciate right. that because I have those sentiments. I don't want to be like always like, you know, yo, I want to, yeah, I got, you know, yeah. and that's how he it's felt. For both sides. And, yeah. you know, he, he, he uses wordplay that was like, I know you want to come in my Jeep, not come, come right. like ejaculate. Like, I know you want to come inside my car is what he was saying, but he wordplay where you understood it was a dual message going on there. Um, yeah. And just really talking about that he's gonna give it to you and you and you want it and you heard about what I do and and it was once again vivid storytelling a great beat um very funky but you know really went well with the song it's backseat of my Jeep I believe they had it on the radio for a little bit <laughs> uh, the radio <laughs> version of course yeah uh, but this yeah. is once again he's pushing he's speaking to a bigger audience he's Absolutely. he's he's not compromising himself because he was delivering it in a very urban way. So yeah. for me, it, it, I had to put it on there. I was debating if I wanted to put it on there because, you know, it is graphic. I can see how people might get offended. But at the same time, a part of human nature is like, yo, I just want to go at it. And that's what he was coming. For. He came from that perspective. So I had to put it on my list. Um, number four, backseat. Um, LQJ. Where, where are you with number three? 
It's a dope one. One of my favorites. Uh, for me, number three, uh, going right back to that how the album starts. Uh, I remember uh, actually taking this vinyl from uh, DJ Friend uh, named DJ Snot. And that's a, going, good, that's uh, a, that's just, a great business card right there. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, it's like, hey, look, I'm just going to hold this. And uh, it was <laughs> Mama Said Knock You Out. And I went, we throw it on. The very first thing you hear is, man, just kick a little something for the cause that we bump. And you hear this smooth, uh, booming system uh, record. That beat that was so smooth, so laid back. That was perfect uh, way to kind of introduce that album. Uh, album that does punch you in the face. Um, that is built around the, the, the punch and aggressive imagery. Uh, but it starts off just smooth, real simple, you know, and starts it off with, again, another one of those great opening lines uh, that lays the tone for the rest of the song, uh, which it's a little cheesy, it's a little simple, but it lays the foundation of how the album or that record is going to be. And he just starts it off, you know, it's funky, 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 because you hear it from, uh, you heard it from Hearsay, uh, jamming up, you bumping, we get no airplay, something like that. And it's just smooth. He's talking. He's not yelling at you. You know, for most of us, by the time you hear this album, Knock You Out was such a big hit. When you're hearing this album, you already have heard Mama Said Knock You Out. And you're used to him screaming with aggression of how serious he is and how dangerous he is as an MC. And then to turn this on, and this is how it starts (laughs) with him just, you know, it's funky, 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 because you heard. What are you doing? It shocked me so much. It, it left a, a delible mark in my, in my brain and my memory for how that worked. Um, and it's definitely one of my favorite records of his. Um, it paints, again, great pictures of what it's like to be cruising. It's one of those great records, that demonstration of sometimes you just need something that bumps. You know, there's always that bump test. There's a bunch of great albums that might not have that bump, but we're always looking for that record that you can just blast on 12, turn your, your system all the way as loud as you can get and just chill, listen to that record. And this is definitely one of those. So that's my number three, Booming System, LL. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, he was, he also made holding boom boxes very cool too. Like that was Absolutely. also a big staple of him, talking about my radio and things like that. That's a very big... LL staple and to yeah. think that's a very iconic thing in hip hop terms visually but that's where it came from um, yeah. which is another thing that we people don't synonymously connect with LL I'm gonna go my number three you already said it is, is Jingle Baby um, it's funky it's groovy it's it's catchy as hell um, and it deserves to be my number three um, I, there's not much more I can say than what you already said about it um mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's it's really is like ll at that point just knew how to make music for a bigger audience he was mainstream before hip-hop got mainstream like he really was and this song was definitely like one of those songs that um i love my deeper cut kind of stuff but all his music really has the same kind of how do you write for different audiences in one song? Is is, is <laughs> not everyone could do that. 
or has an ear for it. Like he knows how to be catchy and 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 popish, but without being catchy and popish. Like is it like it doesn't like you hear any kind of like I can only listen to Drake so much before like the the, the, the <laughs> sugar of it is overexposed. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just too much. Yeah. Well, LL, it wasn't oversaturating me. And Jiggle and Baby was one of so that could easily be overplayed because it's so catchy but it just never got tiring because no, it was no. done it, it had so much weight behind it maybe that's because the way we see LL, at least when back back then the way i saw it was like yeah for me he was the goat at that point you know at this point he <laughs> right. was the goat and and this is why because he was doing things that no one else was doing and it was accessible he didn't yeah. overthink himself he was smooth and finesse and this song jiggling baby is is a really good example of that. Maybe that's why it's in my number three. So you know, I have the I have the murderous rhymes and the gritty stuff that I, right. I tend to like more with Murder Grant. You have the more mm-hmm. visually stunning things with backseat. But you know, Jiggly Baby is like that mainstream accessibility. Like you could play that in a club now in a party in a house party and and really groove with it. And and so mm-hmm. number three, Jiggly Baby. Go back to what's her love they said at the top of that episode. Uh, where are you with number two? Because now this is hard because at this point, yeah. LL has easily 15, 20 songs you could put interchangeably in this list. Yeah, it's a very tough thing to do, uh, which makes this selection really tough. But number two for me, I felt like it was very easy. Um, although a good amount of credit uh, needs to be given um, to the, the production in this case. Um, not to take anything away from what LL did, uh, because he did his thing and crafted as he often does uh, an incredible, incredible record. Um, but this particular record, which he actually, according to the album lining, he did help with the production. He got a co-production credit on this one, but doing it is uh, one of the well, yes, one of the most recognizable beats. Boom, period. Boom, 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 boom. Just that that echoing hit became synonymous. Uh, the Go Brooklyn in the background, the great drums, the great way the drums eased in, starting off with that uh, that My Jamaican Guy sample, uh, which is great. Gotta love Grace Jones. Who doesn't love Grace Jones? Um, and then leading it into this song that was just epic it was it was everything to me it's it's one of those great uh encapsulations of just ll's uh energy what he can bring um a lot of cats would make a um a r&b type song with these sort of uh grooves this sort of sampling uh these sort of simplified drums the production on this Sounds like it could easily be an R&B record. It uh, was. It was didn't, didn't Beyonce kind of use the sample later yeah, this, in the career? It's definitely been taken and flipped a few times. Even uh, Mary J has a, a, a reworking of some pieces of this. Like It's been used around a bunch because it's such a phenomenal piece and it's so wonderfully produced. But LL turned it into this great opus, this ultimate record. And for me, it, it came at a perfect time. Uh, you know, right as a as a young man, as was um, beginning to run into these streets, as they would say, uh, and be- began to uh, be about acting insane, uh, being silly, 
Uh, it really kind of blew up in that um, like mid '90s era, where I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna be out here in these streets chasing these girls," and this song is a perfect soundtrack to just that. Uh, brilliant, great story. He highlights every single thing you can need. Um, and he has, along with it, probably for a bit of a throwback. Um, and then also to give that other female perspective, because he continued to grow and he got smarter. He said, it's not enough to have been talking to these young ladies. The women want some verses they can sing. They want some verses they can rap along to. Uh, the people in a relationship, they're going to enjoy being able to do their back and forth between boyfriend and girlfriend with this record. And that's precisely what was happening. This is like Backseat uh, in My Jeep Part 2. Yeah, it was great. Uh, super fantastic. And again, LL pretty much at the, the height of his uh, popularity, his dopeness and, and who he was. This is it. This is easily could have been my number one record. And this is, uh, you just named two of the biggest singles he's ever had, Hey Lover and Doing It, which, which is why mr smith album is probably his most commercially successful mm-hmm. album because those two songs were not only big hip-hop songs they're big songs of that yeah. year um yeah. and that's a great pick and you know he from this point he went from kangos to visors yes the, the visor was a staple too and that was also an ll thing yeah and he's the li- visors would not my, smooth my dude said. had blick stacks all over them lips in that video by the way <laughs> Listen, visors and that uh, that chin strap beard was not cool until he was doing it. <laughs> until he was doing it. A lot of tracksuit suits as well. I'm going to go on my yeah. number two, the iconic I'm Bad. Oh, I'm yeah. Bad yeah. is his is like his version of what Michael Jackson did when he did bad. Mm-hmm. He's just flexing. When Michael, yeah. when, when Michael Jackson dropped bad, he was flexing. I own this. I'm yeah. the king of this. And this is exactly the same energy he has, LL has on, on this. I'm bad. I mean, this, am I the only one who can, who connected the two? That that, that huh? Michael Jackson's bad inspired LL's I'm bad? Do you want that one? He, I thought so too. And so I'm bad is, is one of the greatest hip-hop songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Of all time. The iconic yeah. beat alone. Amazing. Amazing. I crush you like I a mean. jelly bean. Yes. The, the bars were phenomenal. He's the only one who should <laughs> say jelly beans on a hip hop record. Just like just like Vicky <laughs> could only say Sasquatch feet. That's it. I don't want no one else to say Sasquatch feet ever and jelly beans. That's LL. Yeah. Because none of you had the cojones to say it. Like no. L I was good at using these terms that should not work in a hip hop song because it might be considered soft. Yeah. I crush you like a jelly bean. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. And then you had the cuts, yeah. and you know how I love my DJ cuts. Gotta love, gotta love it. Oh my goodness. Dun 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 dun. That that baseline is like very. It reminds me like a little bit of like Spy Hunter slash Pink Panther mm-hmm. type of baseline. Yeah. With good reason. He's, uh, out, he's out to get you. He's, yeah. he's he's flexing. This is not All like right. a murderous thing. He's just like saying, I'm I'm nice. He's at the t- yeah. he's feeling sure. himself. 
I need you to know. I'm out here. It's I can, for the, the record. The beat is classic '80s hip hop, probably one of the best of all time yep. in terms of production. And then you put it with at that point, the biggest star in hip hop saying I'm bad. Yeah. I mean, besides any of the tracks we've talked about with the Rakim that equally had the same kind of, of ferociousness, this was this this just hit better to to a bigger audience. Like that's the theme. Yeah. My dude knew how to make mainstream music. Like music. I'm okay. We are okay with hip hop being mainstream. If you ever confused our show for being anti-mainstream, <laughs> you're not really listening. No. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. You just labeled us as old heads that don't get it. No, we get it because we listen to LL. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my dude was super mainstream. But it was good. It was good. And you guys need to go back and listen to those albums and figure out what made it good. It was accessible without being compromising. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the key. That And I'm bad at saying I'm the best, just like any other MC has ever done in history. Yep. But the thing is, why, this why, time. it was true. <laughs> <laughs> it was true. My dude at that a... point was the GOAT. Yeah. He didn't just this come up with like the GOAT a... by himself. No, this is this is evidence. He earned he it. To... Yeah. He has some time to be able to try and make that stance. I ju- we just made the case for six back-to-back albums being good to excellent. Mm-hmm. Six. That's well over yeah. 100 songs. Back-to-back. Yeah. Back. Can anybody else name me six? Six? Anybody. Yeah. Six albums back-to-back. And especially your first four? Right. At that point, he was the GOAT. Mm-hmm. At least at one for at least one year he was the goat. Yeah. At least one year he had a drum. And I'm bad yeah, with that song. That that is like not only am I working out on the gym, I'm working out on you fools. Number for two, sure. I'm bad. LL Cool J. Let's get right into our number one. We're right. here. We made it. Don't don't go to iTunes and look for their essential picks. No 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 no. They don't even no. tell you why their songs are there. They just put a playlist. No. no. These are the song. If you're listening to the show because you love LL, you want to just hear it and celebrate, thank mm-hmm. you. But if you're here, don't know what who LL is, this is why we educate. Not because we're yes. trying to sun you. We're not trying to sun you. We want you to appreciate hip-hop. No. And you got to appreciate where it came from. And LL was the GOAT. So, number one, Sir Love there. Mm-hmm. And I know your process. You're very thorough. You're yeah. just not going to put anything out there. Oh, no. What do you got go number one? So, this is going to be really simple because we've already spoken about it. In Ooh. fact, we just were speaking about it. It's, I'm back. Uh, you know, for me, I'm always going to have somewhere on my list. I'm talking about any artist. It's going to be somewhere on the list where I'm talking about just going in as an MC. Just flexing your MC muscles, flexing your MC skills, and just writing rhymes that are just phenomenal and incredible you don't have to worry about a theme you don't have to worry about a subject you don't have to worry about telling a story you don't have to worry about being uh, um, conscious or any of those things just be nice just show how incredible you can be when you just want to show off your skills and i'm bad is one of those records uh for those who don't know this is an ominous record uh it starts off 
And for those who, who know me, you know I'm a sample junkie. Um, it starts off with that Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse uh, theme music when the beat hits. But if you watch, if you listen to the full song, you watch the video version, you get all of that, you'll hear it starts off with the theme song from the old TV show SWAT. And that gives it that feeling, that old school uh, anticipation. You get the guy over the radio telling you he's on the lookout for rapper and he's trying to explain how dangerous he is and then you get that slow build up and you get LL giving you that uh when I tell you this guy hits it that bass line comes in which is from the uh the courageous cat minute mouse theme song that that is dry so good amazing uh and then powerful drums you get a couple of hits from uh, Daisy Lady, and you get these incredible scratches. And here comes super impactful rhymes. When I say impactful rhymes, one of the things that I think people don't understand about, about rapping in particular uh, is it's sometimes you get lost in all the different crafts and all the different parts of how it's done, right? People love punchlines. Punchlines are super fun and easy. When you got metaphors and similes in your punchlines, they're amazing and they they hit and they make you go wow that was incredible uh but guys like ll one of the things he excels at is what you would call a, an epigram uh so for those who don't know an epigram is basically you know a, a, a short succinct phrase or even if it's not super short but if it's a, a tersely put phrase or a statement that holds so much depth and meaning and understanding and perfectly encapsulates an idea just in those phrases uh, without having to say a bunch of bunch of lines. So he doesn't have to go out and, and spend 77 bars telling you how crazy he is. Uh, you're first uh, uh, demonstrating his skill really quickly and powerfully with no rapper can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle-bound man and put his face in the sand. Quick, simple the I'm raw I'll crush you like a jelly bean quick succinct and it's just demonstrating the imagery of it it packs this punch that hits you in the face like oh man I get what he's saying I get that meaning I feel the impact of what he's trying to explain to us and that's one of the things that's great about L that gets missed out on uh, some people who haven't didn't grow up with that type of rap you know if you didn't listen to the Slick Ricks, if you never listened to uh, KRS and Rakim and, and all of those guys, you didn't, if you never listened to even more recently guys like Sean Price, uh, who's also really good at uh, being uh, epigrammatic, then you're, you won't know how powerful it is to be able to say so much in like six words. And that's what I'm Bad represents to me. He's packing so much into so little and just keeps clawing at you and throwing bar after bar after bar after bar of powerful, powerful phrases and you gotta listen to it a billion times. So that's how tough this is. And then remember that this was happening way back in the 80s and this guy is killing it way back then before we barely knew what rap was. It was dope. And it's forever gonna be uh, my number one LL record. It's a go-to. I've got to listen to it if I'm listening to LL. Uh, uh, and I think it's super states 
who LL is as far as what first what made him so successful is at the end of the day with all of his charisma with all of his knowledge with all of his uh, understanding of how to really put the music together what was supporting him that entire time was being a really, really incredible MC so that's my number one pick I'm bad yeah he was ferocious in there but that just shows his versatility he could be smooth yeah. when he needs to be he could be finesse but he could be ferocious that goes into my number one my favorite yes. LL and, if, and you probably have any one of these a number one I think more people will have this number one this is Mama Said Knock You Out everything about this song is what's right about hip hop it is you have an amazing beat that's also very unique because you have one of the early uses of vocals being looped the, mm-hmm. with the uh, in the background yeah yeah right the uh, and you have flying the family stone yeah correct yeah. it's a high energy beat I, I, I wouldn't say fast tempo but there was a lot of movement and energy in that beat and this song mm-hmm. is I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna knock you out not only yeah. do I wanna knock you out my mom said I can knock you out you know when you come home yo this kid was bothering me what do I do you knock him out well mama said knock you out so I'm gonna knock you out fool that idea yeah. by itself that concept itself mm-hmm. yeah. really brings me back to when I was young getting into a lot of trouble like he does it he's not very he's not bashful about those things um and he just came same way with I'm bad this this is just boys man this is just aggression I'ma lyrically beat you down and and there's nothing you could do about it nothing and this song was used so in, in a lot of soundtracks and and a lot of it, mm-hmm. you, cause it's just synonymous with like with like we're going toe to toe this is like you versus me and you don't have a chance right. and, and, and the beat really does complement this very very well and it, it's yeah. it's just for me a great hip hop bars minimalist approach to beat making for sure and LL this is his fourth album? What is this? Fourth album? What, what album? This is on Mama Said. This is his um, fourth album. Yeah. I, yeah. By his Nas's fourth album, we don't even talk about it because it's not even worth talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. Nas, who yeah. we consider one of the greatest, even over LL. Why? Because he had that one exceptional album. His follow-up right. wasn't all that great. Nope. It was good. Very good. But every album after that kept sending to Stillmatic? It was alright. It wasn't bad. I'm not going to knock it. I did some good joints in there. Yeah. Yep. But that it, was the comeback. When album. it comes... when Yeah, that was. But when it comes to track by track... Talk about track by track. Yeah. If you... Album per album... Yeah, Am I going on a limb saying that LL had a better catalog than a lot of the cats we celebrate as the top five? Because Biggie never had five. 
No, Biggie never got to. Biggie never got to do five. Uh, Death took that away from him. Uh, Either did Pun. But even but we have them revered. I'm just challenging the notion when it comes to consistency and a wealth of songs. Right. It's hard to argue against LL. Yeah, I think uh, that's. A part of the, the struggle we have with Al is, um, you know, he's he definitely had that catalog, but um, he's one of those guys who had to fight the way he did. That's why he had to do albums like The Goat, uh, because he knew and he could see that despite how great he was and how much he had done, that it didn't take long before... He kind of got pushed out of the way and everybody else that came along after him was getting praised and pushed above him uh and he realized he had to try and make some sort of statement because his catalog is strong and he's done great works and he knows he's done great works i think his uh, his rhyming style didn't age well meaning i don't think it will carry over maybe when his maybe in the 2000s he wouldn't mm-hmm. have lasted, but you're telling me he couldn't come out here and and knock up these triplet set MCs out the water. No, I think With he some could. Good I think his problem. I think the problem really came in in that that side of the the production uh, and understanding the the music side of it because there was a huge change around the 2000s. Yeah, this is Ja Rule, Murder Inc. Right. Puff, it was a huge change in how hip hop was constructed. Neptune, um, so, Timberland type beats. Yeah, I mean, even just taste wise, you can find that if you, even if you just pull a little random fifteen year old off the street, and you let them hear uh, hip hop from now back to the the early mid two thousands, it's a lot easier for them in their ears to be like, yeah, I like that. Okay, that's cool. They jump into it a little bit quicker than if you were to try to play hip hop from the 80s and 90s because there was such a huge tempo change uh, in the early 2000s where you know you're going from 90 beats, 120 beats a minute to 160, 180 beats per minute with all of these extra super fast snares and everything else going on throughout the beat, and it completely changed how people were listening to music. So when that happened. You could see around that time that LL started grasping at straws a little bit, trying to keep up with what the sound was. Um, and then production-wise, just not being able to choose beats uh, that fit what people were looking for anymore. Uh, and kind of, he, you can see he was listening to others more instead of choosing how he thought it would sound. And he started sounding like he was trying to imitate everyone else. You know, uh, a song like Phenomenon, uh, sounds at its core <laughs> a lot like how uh, Sunshine sounded to a lot of us when we heard it on Jay's uh, second album. Like, bro, where did you get this from? Who were you trying to imitate when you made this record? This isn't you. You know, <laughs> and it kind of kept going down that path for uh, which is really unfortunate because uh, he was a dope or is still a dope MC. And I don't doubt he could compete as far as rap skill. Um, but music-wise, I don't know. And I think also we're a lot more image-conscious and uh, judgmental than we've been in the past. <laughs> you know, old music is old, people are more quick to say. 
uh, about an artist and just throw them to the side than they might have been maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, LL, um, for me, LL also had to compete with the regional stuff getting really popular. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston yeah. and Atlanta and the down south really came yep. up really strong. I think East Coast music at this point needed to take us back seat. It was, it was synonymous with what hip hop was, but it wasn't synonymous to what urban culture was everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and it was just time to hear some new things. And there's some great things that came out of there. And there's no doubt about it. And LL just right. didn't fit that. Um, and you know, and we grew up. Yeah. <laughs> Pop grew up. Um, but yo, but yeah. but listen. But we're here paying homage. You know, if you like Star Wars, don't say it's the greatest thing ever when 50 percent of their movies sucked. So you know, <laughs> the first two three movies were good, great. Well, if you're gonna put it out there, we're gonna have to judge you, and you know. So we gotta be fair too, right? So LL did have some albums that weren't so lackluster, but I'm still sticking with the first six as being the top six of anybody's catalog. That's 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 how I see it. That's that's gonna do it for us here. I can understand it. Go go go. I think you have a fight only against one artist. I think he's kind of rolling over everybody else. I think there's only one cat who can compete oh. with him as far as first six albums. Who? Oh. Uh, that's Jay. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. I I could definitely get that. I mean, you know how I feel about Jay, but I I, I wouldn't argue against that. Uh, I'm not stupid enough to do that. Yeah, I won't. At least I won't put it on the air. That's how I win. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for checking out the Pay Homage series. LL Cool J, man, do yourself a favor. Go back to the catalog. Um, You know, I I think starting with Mr. Smith might be a good. entryway but mm-hmm. I, I i think just you know maybe just you could do the greatest hit as well and get a lot of stuff there krs1 yeah. up next with our boy akil yes. marsh uh from our you know i'm the bronx thank you he's been patient he's been patient we're trying to get him in for a good year um and but this is the one we right. which just feels right for us and then we have our uh, women's in hip-hop we're going to be looking at queen latifah we're going to be talking at mc light okay. we're going to be looking at missy elliott oh, and we're going to be looking Ooh. in a week four we're going to be uh, having our special guest carolina martinez out um in el paso texas you might know her as uh, slayer carlito she's one of the biggest vinyl collectors right now period mm-hmm. And she's going to come on and talk about her love for hip hop, but also like show, you know, go break down the vinyl game in terms of uh, female impact in yes. the vinyl game. So we're going to get some different um, things out of her. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing it. And then in April, it's all about big pun um, as we celebrate no 20 years of capital punishment. Uh, thank you for being on this journey with us. As always, uh, you know, be safe, safe out there. Take care of one another, um, especially when it comes mm. to mental health. It's a crazy out there. Um, when you know with with guns and this and this at the end of the day empathy and compassion will always always be the key never forget that even for, with people that have different opinions than you um, and think differently than you we still need to take care of one another um, so from cheese mm-hmm. and sir love day thank you for checking us out peace yeah peace <laughs>